0: Hello podcast family. Well, I sure have missed you all. It's been about five days since my last podcast, which really isn't terrible. I mean, most programs get a podcast out once a week, but we try to make a commitment to send one out every three or four days. But it was homecoming week and I'm happy to report that I'm actually royalty. Yes, I'm the father of the homecoming queen. So I'm very thankful and very proud of my daughter. But We have to get back to work. And medicine, as I've always said, and is a tagline of this program, it moves real fast. I'm taping this on September the 24th. And just two days ago on September the 22nd, 2022, the FDA did something that has big implications for antepartum care, specifically regarding group B strep. Yep, there's a brand new fast track designation for a group B strep vaccine that's going to be available, hopefully, to pregnant women. This is a game changer. So I thought in this podcast, we should all be up to date on what's going on with GBS6. That's the name of this new pivotal vaccine. It's not out yet, but it looks like the FDA is going to finally approve this very quickly. I'm going to give you all the information and all of the data snapshot coming up right now. Our goal is to keep everyone up to date in practicing evidence-based medicine because medicine moves real fast. This is Clinical Pearls. First thing first, I have to apologize if the audio is a little bit off because I'm not in the podcast studio I'm actually mobile. I'm on the move and I'm away from my home I'm away from college station But nonetheless, I wanted to get this out because this information is just really really important and it's hot off the press So again, if the audio is a little bit off it's because I don't have my gear with me But nonetheless, we're gonna make it work By the way, my production folks just love when I do this stuff on the go and then send it to them and I say fix it Well, that's what they're there for Before we get into this issue on this new GBS vaccine, we have to go through what the breakthrough therapy designation actually is, what that even means. that That's a real thing from the FDA. Breakthrough therapy designation is a process designed to expedite the development and review of drugs or vaccines that are intended to treat a serious condition and whose preliminary clinical evidence indicates that the drug may demonstrate substantial improvement over available therapies. on a clinically significant scale. Now, if you're like me, you're thinking, well, wait a minute, why do we need a vaccine for this? I mean, we know what to do with GBS, right? I mean, everybody gets a culture starting at 36 weeks. And for those patients who pop into labor and delivery as no prenatal care and don't have a culture, well, we just put them in through the high-risk algorithm and treat them based on risk factors. I mean, we know what to do with that. However, here's the answer to why we need the vaccine. See, right now we're actually waiting to identify the bacteria that's actually causing a problem or has a potential to cause disease in the child. But if we actually move one step back and give the mother immunity, whether she has the bacteria or not, well, it's just one domino ahead of the one that falls, so we don't need to screen them anyway, because if they have vaccine-guided immunity or vaccine-generated immunity, then it just tries to head the problem off at the pass. Remember that Group B Strep or Strep A Galactiae is a gram-positive bacteria that colonizes the gastrointestinal and the GU tract. In the U.S., GBS is known to be the most common infectious cause of morbidity and even mortality in neonates. GBS is known to cause both early-onset and late-onset infections in neonates, but current interventions are only effective in the prevention of early-onset disease. Late-onset GBS disease is primarily acquired by horizontal transmission from the mother, but also can be acquired from hospital sources or from individuals in the community. Oh man, even when I'm on the move, I'm dropping clinical pearls. Did y'all get that? That's one of the reasons why this vaccine push is out there. If we identify those mothers that carry GBS and we give them penicillin intrapartum, that's fantastic. But there was a clinical pearl that we just stated. That's only effective in the prevention of early onset disease. Early-onset GBS infections occur within the first week of life, whereas late-onset disease occurs beyond the first week of life. So there's the theoretical advantage of this new vaccine. If we make the mother immune-competent against GBS, potentially we could head off both early and late-onset GBS infections. Okay, now that we've settled that, let's get back to GBS-6. That's the name of the new Pfizer vaccine. And hold on, no, this is not a paid advertisement for Pfizer or an endorsement for that company. That's just who happens to make the vaccine. But on September the 22nd, again, just two days ago, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration gave GBS-6 vaccine breakthrough therapy designation for use in pregnant women to help infants avoid GBS streptococcal infection. And that includes... Includes early as well as late onset infections. The vaccine leads to active immunization in mothers, giving their infants vaccine serotypes and protecting them from GBS. The safety and immunogenicity of GBS-6 has been tested in pregnant women, but they were only age 18 to 30. So that's one of the limitations of this. Now, there's no reason to think it wouldn't work in those younger than 18 or older than 30. But for some reason, Pfizer chose 18 to 30 to study in their phase 2 trial. Now, here's a good place to bring up ACOG's Committee Opinion number 797. That was out in February of 2020. That has to do with the prevention of GBS, okay? Because the whole committee opinion, which is a good one, but if you actually look at the title, it's Prevention of Group B Strep Early Onset Disease not late onset it's early onset anyway just beating a dead horse but that's the idea is that we're great at preventing early onset this vaccine this vaccine hopefully maybe can prevent both early and late all right podcast family here's a clinical pearl right out of that committee opinion the college reminds us that about 50% of women who are colonized with the bacteria will transmit that bacteria to their newborns however thankfully it's not 50% that will develop Early onset disease. Vertical transmission, of course, happens during labor or after rupture of membranes. And in the absence of intrapartum antibiotic prophylaxis, 1 to 2 percent of those newborns will develop GBS early onset disease. And I know what you're thinking. Well, 1% to 2%, is that really a big deal? Yes, because early onset disease is horrible for the kid and actually has long term sequelae. So 50% will transmit the bacteria to the newborn, but thankfully, it's only 1% to 2% who will develop early onset disease if they do not receive antibiotic prophylaxis. And remember, another reason why the vaccine makes sense is because even though we screen women, remember that there is that sub-cohort of women that just labor really quickly and show up to labor and delivery and they're complete, so they won't have sufficient benefit or time exposure of antipartum prophylaxis. According to the college, about four hours or more of prophylaxis is sufficient to protect the child from GBS infection. Although there is some evidence that just two hours of antibiotic exposure also can reduce GBS vaginal colony counts and decrease the frequency of a clinical neonatal sepsis diagnosis. Okay, that's all the background. Now let's get into this new GBS6 vaccine. Now in this phase 2 study, the vaccine was given during the second or the third trimester. Now this study is not done, all right? It is still ongoing, and Pfizer plans to publish the results upon the study's completion. So look, we're right on the on the heels of this thing because it hasn't even come out yet yeah that's kind of what we do Now, just a quick reminder of what the phases are for the FDA trial, okay? Now, we've done plenty of clinical trials ourselves, both for medications and med device, but here's what they look like. Phase one is typically like animal studies or preclinical. Phase two actually involves clinical testing, predominantly for efficacy and safety. Phase three is typically called the pivotal trial. That's the one that the FDA looks at for approval, for marketability or for wide-scale use. And then phase four is typically post-market surveillance. Everybody good? So this is in phase two right now. Does it work and is it safe? And the answer is yes. And that already got the FDA's attention because they're like, look, babies still die with GBS infections. Not so much in the U.S., although it still does happen periodically and it's terrible, but more on a global scale. So this isn't just being looked at in the U.S., but for international approval to really help survival of these neonates who could otherwise be in harm's way because of GBS vertical transmission. So if the FDA does give it its final approval, remember this is for use in pregnant women, GBS 6 could help protect newborns from this serious illness caused by this disease like meningitis, pneumonia, and sepsis, and it would fulfill a critical global public health need. Okay, look, I just think this room is so stinking echoey, but it's the best room I have, so um, frustration GBS-6 has the ability to protect infants from the six most common GBS serotypes. So that's what the six means in the GBS-6 vaccine name. Those six serotypes make up 98% of diseases worldwide related to GBS infection. GBS can lead to severe infections that we've already discussed. So remember, sepsis, pneumonia, and meningitis. According to the data, about one in four women carry GBS bacteria that can be passed through the child. But there are some ethnic and racial differences, with more African-American women having the ability to carry GBS than in non-African-Americans. And there's no real understanding why that is, but that's what the data show. Studies right now on this vaccine are being done across a variety of countries. That's high, middle and low income countries so that the vaccine can be available worldwide as soon as possible. All right, podcast family, don't ever say I'm not committed to medical education. because even though I'm not in the podcast studio and I'm on the move, I just had to get this out because I wanted you to be aware about this Group B Strep 6 vaccine in case you're asked about it. I mean, when this thing is approved, it's gonna be a game changer. Yeah, we're great at identifying and culturing at 36 weeks and then following the risk-based algorithm. That's fantastic for early onset disease, but we're missing the ability to take care of these babies for late onset infections. So we can prevent both with this vaccine vaccine administered to pregnant women in the second or third trimester, game changer. Anyway, thanks for being patient with the weird audio. If it's weird, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not. But anyway, I wanted to get this out, and I did miss you all. So thank you all for your Facebook messages. For those of you who are studying for your oral boards, and, and, and you send me those questions, I love it. Uh, well, there's a great team there um, in Dallas at ABOG, uh, great friends, and, and I sure do miss uh, my oral board participation. So anyway, we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.